Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories as your no-so crew goes on a deep dive for what was formerly known as a ratings war to just a beatdown as it's WCW Nitro and WWF Raw. I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Oh, hi. Sorry, guys. I'm a little, little distracted tonight. Got some big things going down. I'm ready you, to be here. Did you get kicked in the head? No, no, oh. no. Just uh, a lot of things going on. Okay. The powers of podcasting. Mike Google. You know what? You find me Piper. You find me Hannah. You find me LaParka. You find me everybody on the roster. Bring them here. Easy, guy. Easy, pal. Easy, fella. Find them. All right, guys. So we're coming off the yes, night sir. of Starcade. Are we ever? And yeah. uh, we're coming off that natural high. Yeah, this is a high, all right. Mine wasn't natural. We're on the road to the year 2000 as these. In the year 2000. Thank you. As we are. Sorry. This is the second to last Nitro. The penultimate Nitro. Ooh, okay. These big words. As, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but. My hard. As the, we're on the penny of, right, pen, penny? Pen silver? We just, penultimate. Yes, big word. Pen the ultimate dragon is what he said. There it is. Pete's dragon. To 2000. As, guys, two more, two more. Nitros at three hours. Thank Christ. It's been a long Could time coming. Come soon. How long have they been at three hours? A year? Uh, since late oh. January 98. Gross, dude. It's been rough. Gross. And you know what? Let's, we, always, we always besmirch him, and rightly so. He's a stain on the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. But let's give a shout-out to Vince Russo, who is the one guy who spearheaded going back to two hours. His personal mission, as mm-hmm. it were. Which is ironic. What happens in a couple weeks? But anyways, <laughs> right. more on that later. Uh, for WWF, we are uh, in the festive move as now we're under the McMahon Helmsley era. Yeah, and even though it looks fun, it it's it seems like they're just doing the one script over and over again. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll find out tonight and see if the script continues being the same or does it? Do we go to uh, scene two? I hope so. Scene one was really good. Yeah, but the first time. Yeah. The second time it was pretty damn good too. So now the third time it's like really. We're gonna go to De- December twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, for Monday Nitro. We're in Baltimore, Maryland. Woo! Like, you know, Kevin Woo! All I can think of was like last night I was watching Starcade and I was like, so we're in Baltimore tomorrow. Of course, Kevin Sullivan came back. <laughs> God, they maybe made, him and Ben Water night. They that made to make sure that they referenced that. That <laughs> today is the, the as they put it is the uh, arena. Of the home of the Benoit. <laughs> oh, they go back to it. Sullivan. Yes, they do. Hey, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bathroom brawl. So, we get a re- we start the show off with a recap of highlights of the main event from Which last night. Which was three night's. and a half years ago. Yeah. It does not seem like three and a half years ago we, we broke down that fucking paper. No. Nope. It does not at it all. It feels like hey, hey, Corey, maybe a year. What pay-per-view? That'd be the Great American Bash 1996. And you can go to com to listen to that one. You sure can. Listen, Eric Bosch being powerbombed through the stage. That that's with our original host, Ricky. Hell yeah! The, no, the bloviating voice of a generation, Ooh. Jeff Mack. The lonely Toshi, not so lonely anymore. And he's lost some hey. appeal. He's lost some appeal. Yeah. Kayfabe, bro. You know what? It's, it's, I'm just gonna throw it out like it is. You know what? A lot of Zack Ryder going on in Jeff Mack, rooting for him until he got it. Now it's like, eh, 
Yeah, what's yeah. next? Yeah. Woo, woo. Yeah. It's like, you bet uh, him a four. Yeah, we're, we're done. Kelly Red Sox. Oh, you bet him when you lost. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like you with the losing streak. That's right, Jeff. Jeff is the Red Sox with the Nelson other type. And that carries some heat coming from me. Yikes. All right, guys. So we started the show with a recap of highlights of, of the main event. Of course we did. Of, uh, Sir, photo stills, first of all. No, this is... This is odd. Whoa, like, that was fucking nice. No, this was actually footage. I know, I'm talking about the footage. Uh, was it? Are you sure it was a photo stills? No, it was fo- I would have marked photo stills. Because <laughs> I know you guys love photo I stills. I thought it was stick figures. No, they showed highlights of like the match, but they... they Oh, they cut the ending off, They right? cut the that's ending right, off. That's right, yeah. okay. The, your, the patent wrestling, of, we're going to cut the ending. <laughs> that's right. But you can still hear the audio f- from the black screen. Uh, commentary team. I never understood that. They're like, they show the video one, two, and then freeze it, but you can hear the three. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't uh, see it. And then show the next pictures, like him in the belt. Like, well, I wonder what happened. <laughs> fucking A, man. So, guys, commentary team is a little different. Yeah, it By is. different, I mean original. As it's Tony <laughs> Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and... Mike Tanay. No, where's Hudson? No, wrong, wrong guy. Wrong. No, Mike Tanay. <laughs> Mike nah. Tanay looks like that guy from uh, Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Brackus, Brackus, Drac or dude. I love Space Coast, Coast to Coast. <laughs> right, that was the shit. Why? Mike why? Tanay looks like that fucking guy. Thing. Why is uh, why is Tanay back on Nitro? Um, Russo likes a three man booth. Hmm. He likes multi man booths for sure. That and the fact that Bobby Heenan. I mean, seriously, he's been wearing shades lately. He's not adding anything. He's half lit. Yeah, uh, I think there's already a plan in place. Yep. To write Bobby off. Yep. Just don't touch his neck. He'll cuss on live air. <laughs> what the fuck? I still love the fact so that awesome. it's still in the net. Still, they won't, won't be on the ecock. Yeah, you're not nope. be on the ecock. So Medusa comes out with spice. Uh. So, Medusa, that'd be your new champ, right? Your new cruiserweight champ. Funny about that. Missing something. The belt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That important thing? Don't dare style belt. What the fuck, man? Don't, don't worry about that. Jesus that little Christ. guy? Uh, as she says, how she says that she's the first woman to ever win the cruiserweight championship. Cool. So in the middle of, it's right around here, but in the middle of her saying shit that was boring as fuck, someone yelled, You used to be a crack whore! If you guys don't watch these shows with headphones, you really should. Because you pick up a bunch of shit. That's my second favorite after Kill Yourself. I told that to the old ball and chain the other day. She did not believe me. What, Kill Yourself? Yeah, that story. I was like, I didn't believe it either. And then Corey pulled it up on the network. No, I loved it because we Devin, watched that shit. Devin did not believe me. He's like, that did not happen. I'm like, Joe, go to the <laughs> He used to be a crack whore. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. Uh, I did hear I did hear a fan ch- yell, on, I, I assume this is what he yelled, that China would destroy you. She did, and then she like caught her off guard. She's like, she laughed. I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, no one wants she, to see that. She's gabbling about how she's a, the first woman to win a men's, man's title, this, that. However, Buzz kills in the, ring, in the crowd as the, uh, <sighs> the crowd doesn't care for her as they pay attention to Buzzkill. Um, Man, when Buzz kills more over than you, <laughs> damn, dude, <laughs> it ain't looking good, bro. Medusa tries to uh, threaten the powers that be. Um, she says she can kick any guy's ass, and so she makes an open challenge. And she notices Buzz kill and challenges him to a match. And his sign hat says, "You know, equality now." And so she takes that as offense. Of course, that's it's almost like twenty twenty one. 
How dare you try yeah, how to How dare you try me? to say that you're for equality? I'm for equality. You don't get the right to be for equality. Quality Sound familiar? nuts. Sound familiar? Yeah. Uh, she allows Buzzkill into the ring, but then attacks him with his own sign. Then we get her match, and I don't assume it's for the Cruiserweight Championship, because first... <laughs> Since there's no belt? No belt. Well, it is. Gotta, gotta think Brad Armstrong is so happy to be wrestling a woman. Well, after he got dropkicked three times, he repaid the favor by dropkicking her into the and, face. And he dropkicked her. He's like, hey, Goldberg, I like that. <laughs> Spice gets on the apron, distracts the ref. Buzzkill hits a Russian leg sweep, but the ref is still distracted. I would be too. As I mean. he uh, tries to pull out the ref away, his wig falls off. He just gives up. After and gives up. As he tries to save it throughout He's the match. like a match. pro. He's like, ah, fuck it, we're moving on. I should watch. I should keep track here. Because there's a guy in each company wearing that thing. Yeah. And it should be, how many times does each guy lose it, have to fix it, or just gets rid of it? So far, we're one-on-one. Buzzkill and Grandmaster Sexy have both lost it once in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> they, um... So it's, a, it's a competition. I, I love the fact that Tony saved it, but, like, he... I think he she drop-kicked him or something. It's like, kicked him so hard his wig fell off. Or, you <laughs> yeah. Know, like, he just not, runs with it. That's what happened. Um... <laughs> Hot star. He goes over to get the ref. Then uh, Medusa hits him with a uh, German suplex for the win. What a weak ass finisher! Jesus fuck, man. We China has the pedigree. She has some weak ass German suplex. We got all furnished. China should find something else. Yeah, uh, a little awkward now. We got a super, super kick. <laughs> sure, there it is. No slapping the, though. You know what? Not the X Factor. Makes sense for later. Yeah, because <laughs> you're dealing with the X Factor. We go to commentary. They, they say, hey, guys, this could be a landmark Nitro. Um, uh, that's... I wanted to bring that up. One of the first things Tony Schiavone said when they came on the air was that that was the most controversial night in the history of wrestling. I was like, you want to fucking try that again? <laughs> most controversial night in WCW the last two nights. That you... As a storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> I may believe that. <laughs> like, fucking shit, dude. The powers that be felt sorry for Jeff Jarrett since he had to wrestle twice last night. So tonight, we're getting the U.S. title rematch of Jeff Jarrett versus Chris Benoit, and that match will be another ladder match. <laughs> you don't say. Like, it's like, okay, we figured out the two guys we can depend on. Yeah. So let's just run them. Run them to the ground. Same exact fucking <laughs> Into thing. Into the ground. Yeah. We have a triangle match, guys. DDP versus CCK versus BBB. The triad, which I'm surprised. Three triad. Yeah. One, two, three. It blows my mind that we call them. We, before the podcast, before they came a, a boot, they're, oh. you would call them the Jersey triad. Mm-hmm. Not once. Did they, they called them the Jersey triad like. Three times throughout mm-hmm. the whole time, but they're imagine the Jersey Triad, yeah, with the breadsticks music. Oh, there it is! Oh, dude, we talked about that on that the that is amazing, which fits in with DDP going bada boom, so bada bing, bada bang. Oh, we talked about that on the pay per view war stories, so oh, go back man. and listen to Star K99. There you go, and listen to us go, We got nobody until now. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little bummed the triad broke up because they were good for the they they created stint. What what little high points there were from like May through August of '99 on Nitro 
more often than not has something to do with the triad. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of bummed to see him break up. Uh, guys, we get Jerry Flynn. Oh, God, yes. Versus Tank Abbott. Now, when you say get, <laughs> they were forced. Norman Smiley and Ming are tag teaming to take on Brian Nobbs and Fit Finley in a hardcore match. Cool. Sid versus The Wall. Oh, jeez. Well, you, know, you got to get your work rate match in there. What did we do? <laughs> the Varsity Club will be back or back in action tonight. Um, all right. And this is the time where then they cut to commentary as they spill something off, and then Heenan looks at Shivani and he's like, you know I can talk. And Tony was like, sure, you could at any point. Yeah, any he's point, like, well, I wish you would. Go nuts. <laughs> I think we're reaching the point where... Bobby already hates Tony, but I think we're reaching the part where Tony's had enough of Bobby shit. Like, yes. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. You professional fucking leave. We go to the powers that be as they're saying emotions are high. They need to be ready. Henning sa- uh, Kurt Henning says, hey, you saw Hugh Morris in the back, <laughs> and he got his stuff together. <laughs> just like, what the fuck, man? Powers that be is like, hey, go- you- guess what? You have a match tonight against Hugh Morris, and he wants this to be the last Hugh Morris match. What did Hugh Morris ever do to... The powers of B. B. Hugh Morris. Yeah. Checks out. Same reason. When the fuck was he on TV last? October. Remember? The first family got the tag oh, title shot right. at Jesus uh, Havoc. fucking Christ, dude. Uh, powers <sighs> of B ask if Piper's here, and they say they don't know. Uh, they say when they see, when Pi- when you see Piper, bring him to <laughs> me. so stupid. And then Piper. Cut to Piper. And then cut to Piper <laughs> showing up. Like, uh, awesome, guys. <laughs> we see that he's with his son, his littlest son. Colt. And then, then we cut back to the powers of B. Little fact. And the creative control is like, he's showing up. I was like, thanks, guys, you <laughs> fucking morons. You could have just skipped that Piper part. Just say he's here. Got to put him on TV. He's a star. Yes, sir. So we go to our second match of the night as it's Hugh Morris versus <laughs> Kurt Henning Jesus. with Shane. However, we cut backstage and there's a masked man wearing a scream mask attacking Shane. During Henning's entrance, and Henning has no idea, and doesn't, and plays it off like no idea where Shane's. Is at. there a payoff to this mask guy, Corey? I don't remember. God damn, it. fantastic. <sighs> when I saw it, when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is this? I don't remember this." What the fuck, man. And I watched this live. <laughs> they cut. So during the match, they cut some old guy in a gown walking around. Morris notices it. It's. It's Papa Morris. Papa Morris, as mean as Heenan thinks it's Mean Gene. <laughs> I don't understand why you've got multiple children. There's, yeah. I think there's five or six children in the Morris family. Uh, the, there's only two of them became something. I don't know why uh, little brother Zach couldn't watch Papa Morris <coughs> while Hugh did his wrestling. I think it's bullshit. And fuck, what's Jim doing? I mean, sit. Yeah, right. But point is, is you he know, strong on heroin, whatever. <laughs> Who is it? As he's wont to do. <laughs> I can see I can see why they didn't leave him with the jam. <laughs> um so Papa Morris comes down, distracts Hugh Morris while little Zach Morris is watching Pride from home. Morris takes Pop up to the ramp and tells him to stay. Morris gets back in the ring, Henning hits a, a, a Henning plex for the win. And then after the match, Papa Morris and Hugh Morris have a little uh, argument. As Papa Morris is um, reenact doing everything that Hugh do- does. Then we go to the powers that be with Piper and his son. Powers that be uh, calls uh, 
He's like, if you want, you know, it's like, hey, be nice with one of my sons. Like, well, I'm, you know, I'm an a- you want you, you think I'm an asshole? It's like, hey, watch your mouth. It's like, ha ha. A lot of bleeps tonight. But is this when he's in there with his kid, right? Yeah. Yes. I like how before that he's like, hey, Sting, watch my kid. Yeah. What did break cafe, brother? You think the crow or chicken out in the in the rafters is going to watch your shit face kid? Right. Should have been like, like yeah, you're courageous. Arm. Have my kid watch you. Is it like a broken arm and like a concussion? <laughs> yeah. Powers that be want Piper go out in front of all the crowds and say that he sold out. That he took responsibility for last night's why, why is this such a big deal? Um, yes, sir. As Powers of B say that, they're close to finishing the deal between each other. So Sounds like a handy to me. Piper begins then to yell. Bro. Piper then You're begins really to just ye- mashing it, bro. <laughs> he begins yelling at the Powers of B. And then the crowd noise overpowered what Piper was saying. So I couldn't really... I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Piper says, like, here, go out and do it. Piper then says, uh, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go put my son in a limo and have security watch him. <laughs> That's, yep, why not? And then I'll come back and shoot with the powers that be. <laughs> why bring your kid? Then we go back to commentary, and then this is when commentary brings up the <sighs> Montreal screw job. Breaks it down. Brent was screwed by WWF owner Vince McMahon. And if you guys did not know, the powers that be, one Vince Russo, was the writer there who probably written that spot for Brett. Then they show photo stills of the finish of the night before. And there's rumors going around that Kevin Nash is the is in vocal defense for Goldberg. And Goldberg and, the then, Kevin, rep. and then Kevin Nash comes on now. You don't well, like the union rep? More on that later. We'll get to it. Nash says that in this business the boys don't screw the boys. What you don't see behind the curtain is different than what you see out here. Well, that's true. Um, in, the, uh, in the business, you have the boys, and then you have the office. The boys mm-hmm. govern themselves, and the office is all about business. They just take and take and take. Office don't give a shit about the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrestlers have no, med, uh, no dental, no retirement, oh, no disability, <laughs> no medical. They don't even pay for their Social Security. Yep. All true. Nash, still to this day, Nash brings up Goldberg. He says, you know, I don't really care about him, but what happened to him last night was bullshit. Unbleeped. All. Yep. Then he brings his attention to Brett. Brett screwed Goldberg last night. He screwed one of the boys. I didn't know we're in Penn State. Brett Hart is a real piece of shit. And then Tony's like, and we'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah. i just read you my recap of that. Yes, sir. Decent work shoot. It would mean a lot more coming from someone who wasn't the booker a year ago and also part of the clique for four years who held people down. Other than that, not a bad D- point those to make. Points? Don't you worry about those points. Fuck you, Kevin Nash. The best year of election, election piece of shit. Fuck you. But it's important that he's the one that says this. Is it? Well, theoretically. Fuck off. Actually, we're going to have problems right now. You know what? You have a good brother. Fuck you, Kevin Nash. You, you, uh... You ain't shit. Sid's better than he always has been. Ugh. Yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck off, dude. Uh, don't worry, Disingenuous piece of shit. Uh, during the break, the power, uh... We see a power-walking Bret Hart show up to the arena. I kept track 29 minutes into the show. <laughs> just like 45 minutes in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, do you blame Bret Hart? <laughs> fuck you, I'll get her, I'll get her. He's gonna fuck me over anyways. 
We see Main Jane with creative control as Jane asks if the powers of B had something to do with Starcade, and they go, Nash should be talking about, uh, sh- uh, should be talking, uh, is talking about them. Nash is the biggest politician in the back in the locker room. Who knows? Maybe it was Piper. Oh, I hate that I agree with fucking Nazis. <laughs> Let's go to our next match as it's Tank Abbott versus Jerry Flint. Oh, That's not a block match. Well, then why? Jerry Flynn lives in the block. We have established this. This is what we do. People walk in, randomly out of nowhere, and then there's a block match. We get the NWO filter. What's up with that? Corey has stated this multiple times. This is how Jerry Flynn works. And that's how I like it. God damn it. We get a... It's a no-holds-bar match, a.k.a. Flynn's kicking, Abbott's punching. They shove the ref down and just throw punches at each other. They shove uh, him down again. They call for the bell. Security comes down. Handcuffs Jerry Flynn for some reason. That's what I was like, why? But Tank <laughs> Abbott gets one good punch in and then gets to be, he gets to walk away. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Goldberg just showed up 33 minutes in the show. <laughs> Next Monday is New Year's Evil on Wednesday night. NXT. No, wait. That's Evil. a different show. <laughs> it's New Year's Evil for the last Nitro of 1999. They're uh, supposed the- to have Kiss. Astra Death. What, what now? Remember back in the summer when they announced it? Oh, yeah. It was going to be a pay-per-view, actually. Yep. It was going to be a New Year's Eve pay-per-view mm-hmm. where they had WWE pay-per-view and then a Midnight a Kiss concert. Yep. And then, well, since that cost them all of the money in the world and Bischoff his job. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this is making a good here, folks. <laughs> what is also good here? Photo steals of Starcade. The Revolution beating Jim Duggan. Off. So we go to the ring with the Revolution as J- Jim Duggan needs to come out here and denounce America. Saturn steals the mic before anything could uh, anybody could ask the question. He wants to know one thing. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Three licks? They want Duggan to come on out to rip up old glory. Duggan comes out, sad, down the dumps. Douglas tells him, do it. Do it. Duggan says, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, Duggan says... Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Well, good thing we had that stipulation for a match. Was this WWE? (laughs) Duggan says... But then Duggan goes, I lied. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Then Douglas is like, typical American. I'm like, I lied. I cheat. I hope. And then then they're like, you know what? Fine, we're going to burn old glory. So they jump Duggan. Malenko's about to uh, blow... Which isn't illegal. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's not illegal. Where's the... Malenko's gonna burn down the flag, but then the filthy animals return. What? Why couldn't they just re-debut last night on pay-per-view? You don't worry about that. Conan, Kidman, Eddie, and Ray... Ray's on Ray crutches. fucked up, dude. <laughs> Jesus, man. You know what's fucked up is Kidman's promo. Later on. Sometimes I think with the wrong head. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, they show us uh, we see Piper head to the ring we, we see a uh, recap of the Starcade, which was what they begin, what they started the show with then we get Roddy Piper we see Brett and Goldberg watching this promo Piper comes up says he's sold out to the powers that be he says that he's the real deal not no phony Piper says Vince Russo's a riding clown baloney Uh, They want to see wrestling, not this crap that the writers have been giving us. He tells Goldberg he's sorry. Piper says he's tired of this crap. You know what? And I quit. 
If you want a real deal fighter, call him, not this clown crap. Peep, uh, Piper, and it's like, he's like, he does a call out to all the kids, uh, to the families watching. He's like, to all the adults, hug your children. Don't hit them. Hug them. Kiss them. I, the fuck did that come from? Okay, somebody uh, working through some stuff at home, Piper? <laughs> so Piper, Piper leaves. Piper's son catches him at the uh, ramp. Goldberg comes out, and like I, you can totally tell that Piper's trying to hold the mic up for his son, so you can hear the son like, "Daddy, I love you," or stuff like that. Really, he was saying, "Daddy, you suck at promos." Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were good. Where's the coked out Roddy from the '80s? Where's the overrated? Yeah, not this overrated hack. Goldberg uh, uh, says that he stayed up all night and thought about what happened, and you just couldn't get an answer. Well, you hurt Brett. That's the answer. Goldberg. Uh, Says he's been watching wrestling through the years, and he looked up to Bullshit. Piper. Bullshit. Yeah, he's come out and Already said that. out. Already yeah. out. Already uh, out. He spelled to, WCW. He looked up to P- Piper. However, <laughs> uh, that end, the respect ended last night. Goldberg told him that he uh, sold out and that he can never be trusted. But then you can hear Bret Hart in the back. as You can't really see him until the camera finally hits him. And he's like, hey, don't blame me. Uh, Brett brings up, you know, the office screwed us over. And I know about the office screwing some me over. Montreal screw job. Ha ha. Frustrated in the goddamn But Brett then says, you know what I'm going to do with this belt? I'm going to vacate it. So your new champion, <sighs> vacate. Because Brett's going to take this title and take it to the powers of being shoved up their ass. So I know we'll get to what happens later, later, but I was just like, I swear to God, if we get another motherfucking tournament, I swear to Christ. <laughs> That's well, all he really knew how to do. So we're going to do a 64-person tournament. So then, then I don't know if you, you guys probably heard it too, but then Goldberg's like, I forgive you, Roddy. People make mistakes. Jesus like, Christ. You just went on a two-minute I lost promo. all my respect for you. But the guy who I almost killed last night says I shouldn't be mad, so I forgive you. Then we go back to the powers that be with Brett yelling at them, calling him a piece of shit. Vince brings, uh, Russo brings up the screw job. Brett throws the title on the table and tells him to shove it up his ass. So the powers of be is like, you know what? Fine. Goldberg, uh, Brett, you're facing Goldberg tonight for the title. In a rematch from last night. Okay. Give it away for free the night after. Something they also did with Sting and Hogan. Yep. Uh, I, I marked this. We're 50 minutes into the show. How? Sure, about two and a half hours in? Nope, 50. My God. Feels like two and a half hours. Jesus Christ. Commentary says that uh, Creative Control will now be taking Kevin Ash on in a handicap match. Bobby says this is the dumbest sports move, uh, dumbest move in sports that Brett's ever done. <laughs> Not as dumb as photo stills from Starcade as we get Norman, Smiley, and Ming. As our next match is a hardcore tag match, Norman, Smiley, and Ming versus Fit Finley and Brian Nobbs. That's Yikes. weird. But Ming attacks Smiley, like, right away. Yep. Nobs and Smiley are wearing the Revolution gear from a couple weeks ago. Can't have two army groups. Got it. Uh, they fight up the stage and hit each other with weapons. Smiley runs through the, stand, through the crowd and stands. And they go into the bathroom at one Kevin there Sullivan and Chris Benoit fought into. Smiley tries to... Uh, they, it's just Smiley, Nobs, and Finley, and they try to get him in a bathroom stall. But he climbs over the stall. <laughs> you know what would have been funny? Is it to go in there and Benoit and, and Sullivan are fighting? That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> We've been fighting for years now. the shit out of each other in the bathroom. <laughs> they, uh, Nancy's over there in the corner. I'm trying not to get hit. 
By God. Uh, they dunk Smiley's head in the toilet, and that's how they win the match. I mean, yeah. The drastic blow of a toilet the shot. swirly. Uh, we see Piper backstage talking with his son as he looks like he's trying to leave. Piper says he's going to take care of some business, and so he gets a bat. We see Brett walking up to Piper, but you really can't hear a thing because WCW and audio, they go hand in hand. Let's go to our Nitro special as it's the Maestro with Symphony versus Evan Courageous. <laughs> Courageous hits a power bomb and tries to go to the top rope, but Symphony tries to distract him. Courageous kind of shoves him down, then Courageous goes and checks on him, and the Maestro chop blocks Courageous for the win. This was, and it felt like a Nitro special between these. Then we go backstage with the with Piper destroying the powers that be set. Guys, it wasn't a real locker room. It was a set. Bum, bum, bum. As he's doing it, he's yelling old wrestlers' names, how they they weren't clowns. And then he just... Says! Hackenschmidt! Doink! Then he, doink. then he yells, like, you know, I love you, Owen, and then, like, tries oh, to beat Jesus, up. Dude. He tries to smash a uh, tube TV. And that tube TV won. No, they're hard, to, they're hard to smash. He took many swings at it. I smash. Then we see uh, Chavo checking on Evan Courageous and says, Hey, here's a book for you, How to Pick Up Chicks. <laughs> and then Courageous attacks. Fucking um, rude. It's not my fault, you Courageous suck. attacks Chavo. Chavo's the only guy that sells in this company, goddammit. <laughs> here, here. Our next match is a triangle match. Chris Champagne Canyon versus Bam Bam Bigelow versus DDP. Excuse me? I thought it was Chris Shampoo Canyon. Shampoo. Yeah. I apologize. Shampoo. Shampoo. Bam Bam and DDP just double-team Canyon like, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Howard Canyon ducks a punch from DDP, and DDP punches Bam Bam. Then they shove each other. Then they went, nope, we're still taking him out. So they double-clothesline him. DDP has a top rope clothesline. Then Bam Bam hits the headbutt from the top rope. Then they argue who should hit the finisher first. And uh, Bam Bam hits the green from Asbury Park. And then DDP. Then Diamond cuts Bam Bam. But then he threatens to Diamond cut the ref. Then he rolls out and kisses a fan. Yep. Mm -hmm. Unless unless that was Kimberly. Nope. Nope. Cool. And then he walks away. The ref's making a 10 count, but Jay Biggs hits on the apron and tries to give Canyon the Halliburton, but Canyon... Just takes the champagne bottle and smashes it over Bam Bam's head for the win. Bam Bam is busted open. Yep. Don't think that was a, a gimmick uh, <laughs> no. bottle. You know what's also not gimmicked? Photo stills. It could be. It could be. As uh, so Sting and Luger. Um, as Tony says, he never thought Liz could do that to Sting. Yeah. Why? As Sting has a hairline fracture in his jaw and a fractured wrist. Believable. <laughs> that, was, that was a shot. <laughs> Our next match is a handicap match of Creative Control versus Kevin Nash. Nash comes out and then points to the ramp and then waits and waits and waits and waits until one Scott Hall on crutches comes on out. I, I love, by the way, that he walks down the ramp with crutches and Hoovy can't walk down them in fucking wrestling boots. <laughs> right. It's so great. I'm like, Jesus, man. Especially when it's Scott Hall, so there's an excellent chance he's not sober. 
I, I would guarantee he wasn't sober. That's, <laughs> then again, that's so funny. Then again, who he's probably not sober when he goes down this road, too. Um, also a good point. Handicap match here, guys. Guys, there's no ref. I, I mean... But the uh, creative control keeps tagging themselves in. Well... They're a stickler for rules, if nothing else. <laughs> if nothing else, they love uh, Law & Order and Final Solution. <laughs> we have... Um, <laughs> Nash gets his moves in, double teams, you know, beats up Creative Control until Creative Control does the double teams. Hall gets to the ring and hits Creative Control with the crutches. Hall and uh, Hall poses. He doesn't look like he's hurt. Wait a minute. Hmm? Hmm. And then we look in the rafters, and by God, it's Sting. Ish. Hitting the gorilla, uh, po- the ch- pounding the chest pose. Wait a minute. That's, this thing is That's the total package <laughs> and Liz. Sting's got a fat face. Uh, so Liz has one outfit? Really? She couldn't, couldn't have more clothes? It's the same shit she wore the night before. Like, really, Liz? Well, she's with Sting still. He's, you're allowed to change clothes. <laughs> I don't know. She's not. He may not have let her. It's fair. Just take more Somas, drink some wine, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's go to our next match. As for the U.S. title in a ladder match, God damn it, it worked. It worked. God damn it. Chris Benoit versus Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is not as good as last night. Nope. No. <laughs> Benoit, Benoit gets a chair, puts it in the corner. Benoit the ch- chops Jarrett. The one guy's got to be tired. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. throws him into the chair. Benoit hits him a couple times with the chair. Benoit goes to throw Jarrett in the chair again, but. Jarrett falls and grabs his knee like oh, something's serving. And then Benoit begins to climb the ladder, but then the ladder rings, rungs fall. What the hell? Cheap ass ladder. Then Benoit goes to the other side, and then the ladder, it does it again. What the hell? Jarrett then enters the ring and blasts Benoit with the guitar. His knee doesn't look hurt. You know what I took from, Robert? Benoit's a fat ass. I will say this. <laughs> I like that idea of... Okay, like somebody the, doctored it. Someone yeah. doctored it, yeah. So even before, like, so I've never that, seen that before. Right. Or after. How cheap as fuck do WCW ladders look when they're not gimmicked? They look fucking terrible. Because they're using real ones. Well, so are WWF. They're just fabric glass. But they look so much safer than fucking WCW's ladders. You worked in a place that sold ladders. Some look more real than others. Dude, it <laughs> is banana. I was like, there's no way I'm climbing that piece of shit. Fuck you. You, you know, you, if you buy the cheap-ass one, you're going to get what you pay for. Jesus. Well, you know. You know. No, don't bring that fucker into it. Huh? I wouldn't huh? trust him if his tongue was notarized. Um, <laughs> ben Wall, uh, Jarrett uh, climbs, uh, goes outside, grabs another ladder, and climbs it, and he's the new champion. It's always like, there's another ladder? I'm like, yeah, oh, probably. I can't believe that blew your mind, Tony. I, you know, <laughs> God forbid you have one, two. We go backstage with Jarrett and uh, Mean Gene as uh, Gene's like, hey, man, you gimmick that ladder. And Jarrett's like, Hey, take that tone out of your throat. Yeah, take that nuts. bass out of yeah. your voice. Slap nuts. <laughs> We're going to get blast with the guitar like your little monkey friend, Tanay. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Take the bass out of your voice, slap take nuts. Take your bass out of your voice, slap nuts. <laughs> Jarrett says last night was bullshit and Benoit got what he deserved. Also, by the way, Benoit comes out like with like stitches galore on his nose. Dude, yeah. What was the spot last night? Was that the drop There's kick? the headbutt. Headbutt. Mm. The headbutt from the top of the fucking ladder. Jesus, dude. Uh, Henning comes in and in the promo and tells Jarrett the powers would be want him and they're in, a, and they're in his limo. 
No, not- no, they don't tell. That's the point. They don't tell him where he's at. They just said they wanted. They need to see him right now. Oh, okay. That's the point. Is they didn't tell him where. Oh. Then we go to Sid. Our next match is Sid versus the Wall oh, with Berlin. They show the recap why of why uh, that Berlin costing the Wall the match. Um, during the match, Sid steals a water ball from commentary and hits the Wall with it. Real downgrade from Kevin Ash to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Sid choke Jesus. slams the wall. Berlin gets on the apron, but Sid threatens to punch him, but goes ahead and picks him up. And the um uh threatens to punch him, but then he goes ahead and picks up the wall for a power bomb. Sid looks to Berlin, uh waiting for his spot to uh hit him. Yeah, Berlin took a sweet fucking time getting on the apron. Jesus Christ. Wall, then the wall goes to a choke slam, but Berlin drop kicks the the wall from the top rope. Sid power bombs the Berlin. Sid and Wall have her stare down, and they shake hands, dude. Is this a new team? The new, 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 new mega powers. There it is. Uh, I might have a hot take, guys. Yeah, and and this might offend both of you, especially. Think about the point where I'm hashtag fire Alex, right? Ooh, I don't know if they're not doing anything with them. I mean, they totally because this is god awful, dude. You know what he reminds me of right now? Current day, he's on draw day. No one knows well, he's not Charlotte. Well, there's, I mean, he's not a world champion, but he's definitely someone you can fucking use. Yeah. And yet, here we are. Just nothing. God, it's terrible, man. Right? Jesus. So I want to be hashtag push Alex right. You do. But. You can't. Damn, man. St. Alex Wright in ECW 2000 would be not the worst thing. Was he like a year younger than Cena? You're older. You're older than Cena. So, so at this point, he is. He started so early in WCW. At this point, he is 23. He's like 23 or some nonsense. He started when he was like 18. 19 or 18. 17 yeah. technically is when he first started wrestling for WCW. Bananas. And he'd been a pro for like two years because his dad was a wrestler. We uh, see the powers of B in his limo telling Jared that something big's going to happen tonight. So get ready for that. We go backstage with the uh, soup sound bread sex daddy, chicken noodle soup. As the dad wants Disco, no longer, uh, he says Disco's money is no longer good, so he has two choices. Yeah, that makes sense. Join the family and listen to the kid, or swim with the fishes. Or okay. third choice, take the money and then kill him anyways. So, yes, that's always an option. What the fuck? Uh, but in, in true New York mob fashion, the first part of that was believable. There is a point where your money is no longer good. Uh, that means very bad things for you, however. It doesn't mean join us and we'll call it good. It means, like, in my eyes, you're already dead. Mm-hmm. So. Nope, you're joining let's us. Let's just call yeah. you square. We see uh, Brett. So they, had, they started well and then it did lost me. They, they missed the, uh, the landing. Yeah. We see Brett and Goldberg getting ready. Our next match is the Varsity Club versus Harlem Heat. The match is whatever. Yeah. At one point, uh, old fuck nuts, Kevin Sullivan's on commentary. Never do that again, ever. Uh, he calls, <clears throat> and I quote, Mike Rotundo and Rick Steiner the best technicians in the world. <laughs> okay. So, like, <laughs> let's take out my Mr. Kayfabe hat. Yep, 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 yep. There is a case to be made that Mike Rotundo is an okay technician. Nowhere near best in the world. Yeah. But at least a technician. Okay. In what world is Rick Steiner a technician? He's not even the best Steiner. Yeah. So, 
What in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> when I think of technicians, I think of the sweet science. I think works Steiner. They might be the best oil technicians at Pet Boys. But these <laughs> yeah. fuckers are not wrestling technicians. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, though. This is no, no bullshit. Best technician. Each month that goes by that I have to watch more and more bullshit from his son, the fiend. Yeah. My Rotendo stock himself goes up. Damn, how about that? Because it's like, you well, blame at, him? at least oh, I do, but <laughs> but at least he's not as bad as his fucking kid. He's bland. <sighs> he's like watching a piece of cardboard. Well, but at least it ain't the fiend bullshit. How does the little database feel about Mike Rotundo? I don't know if he has an opinion on Mike Rotundo. By the way, does he know? He knows the yeah the family thing. All right. Um, Harlem Heat's working together for this of match. Of they are. Like, like nothing know, happened last night. Don't worry about that. Varsity uh, Club do the Freebird, as you know. They all uh, switch wow. roles. That's, as that's, that's Heat, brother. They all switch <laughs> roles, and then they all, uh, you know, join commentary. Steiner joins commentary, says he got a PhD in math. Then Rotondo gets in and says that Steiner's <laughs> failed math three times. <laughs> What's the best team, uh, Corey? The Varsity Club in the prime or the Freebirds? Oh, the Freebirds. Yeah. <laughs> Freebirds. <laughs> Give me old Michael and Bam Bam Terry Gordy any day. <laughs> Sullivan attacks Book T in, on the outside while Rotunda is taking uh, and Steiner attacking Stevie Ray in the ring, and then the lights go out, and here comes Midnight. Oh. Midnight then gets in an argument with Stevie Ray. Ray tells her to leave. Rotunda then rolls up Stevie Ray for the win. Um, then PG thirteen, a Wolfie D and JC Ice show up and attack the Varsity Club. Sort of attempt to, <laughs> sort of as they trip over each other as they're trying to run away. That's the and, most WCW debut in the history of wrestling. And Steiner could not hold that back. Who the fuck is PG thirteen? PG thirteen. Oh, we remember PG thirteen from yes. ninety five. They are a tag team out of Memphis. Uh, Jamie Dundee, superstar Bill Dundee's little boy. Is J.C. Ice. And I can't remember what his real name is, but then there's Wolfie D. PG-13. They're, uh, they were a gimmick created in like 91, 92 when In Living Color and all that was very much on the tip. And here they are still. Um, eventually, Wolfie D would change to like a goth gimmick in TNA and be part of the Sinister Ministers Church of the Deadly Sin or whatever the fuck it was called. The New Church. The New Church. Uh, and Jamie Dundee is uh, probably at this point best known for wild shoot interviews in between his prison sentences. There's that. But I, being the Memphis kid that I am, I'm happy to see him. The, uh, they just seem like a somehow less cool version of Too Cool. Well. Which is amazing. You you might know them also from the fact that they were the lyrics in Nation Domination yeah. theme We song. are the nation, living in color. Oh, Don't oh, diss the man or your bum rush your mother. mother. It Got was those it. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, they were, the, they were the white boys in the nation. Damn, dog. Uh, uh, yeah, this is fucking And bad. you know what? What you're saying has a ring of truth to it. He did it better, but who worked in Memphis... In the early 90s when PG-13 was very uh, very hip, yep. but Brian Christopher. Yep. So I'm, it, it makes sense that he would crib a lot of that for that character. Jesus, and it worked. Man. Well, we go backstage and we see Daphne getting a surge. A promote surge. Okay, I'm getting a surge seeing Daphne. <laughs> then Vampiro and the Misfits are uh, checking miss- out her tattoos. And the then she done. says something and then low blows Jerry only and then kisses him. 
and then runs away. <laughs> Her foreplay is a fist to the dick. Then we see... see I mean, <laughs> one of every kind. Then we see <laughs> David... <I> King Shame. <laughs> we see David Flair and Pin, uh, Daphne show, uh, go to the ring, and they attack David Pinzer with the crowbar. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Daphne rude. gets a few kicks in. Flair calls for Vampiro, uh, calls him out for attacking his woman that he loves. Vampiro comes out and says it was only an accident that he's sorry. Vampiro tells him to get his, uh, get his psycho freak and uh, that he's a psycho freak and she's messed up. Then David Flair hits, uh, hits him with a crowbar. Uh, Jerry only tries to come out, but Flair and uh, Daphne attack him too. And then Daphne swings hard with the crowbar. Jesus, Daphne, <laughs> fuck. It's a work. Right? Jesus Christ. What are you, Liz? That's where she learned. I learned from watching Liz. I learned from the best? So, yeah. Then we uh, see the uh, EMTs checking on only in Vampiro. I would hope so. As we see the other misfits throwing shit around. Let's go to the ringside with me and Gene as he brings out Buff Bagwell. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. I'll be back here while you guys do that. Bagwell says he wants to thank the fans for being uh, behind him after his surgery. Um, True. Then people will go on like, hey, why have you been champion? Uh, he says that he's been a champion for four times, tag team champion four times with three different people. Well, people want him to be a champion. Nope. And then Gene's like, you know what? I got to ask you something. Rumors are going around. And he go- Gene goes, I read the internet. And he says that there might have been something going on between you and one Kimberly Page. Buff begins to leave, and Gene's like, hey, if you leave, you admit to your guilt, that you're guilty. That's not how that works. Buff's like, nope. you know, I'm innocent, and there is nothing uh, but friendship between him and Kimberly. And then Gene's like, Buff was reported seen with Kimberly while DDP was in L.A. filming Ready to Rumble. Gene says, uh, if you don't answer that, you're still guilty. Buff wants to know what people want. He's leading the witness. Yeah, right. <laughs> Buff wants to know what people want him to go. Uh, want like he uh, goes go. Uh, people want him to go there. So he's like, you know what? If DDP wasn't with Kimberly, I would plowing her with my stuff. And Buff asked Gene if he went to the hotel and went to his room, and Kimberly's there. Wouldn't you take a shot? And Gene's like, well, I'm a married man, but if I wasn't, you know, I would. DDP's music hits. And he sneaks through the crowd and attacks Buff. They brawl in the aisle till security breaks them up. Corey, what the fuck? What the fuck? <clears throat> uh, hey, let's do a work shoot try to get you guys something to do. <sighs> bro. Love, love realism, bro. What if you were fucking his wife, bro? He'd be like, but I am. So, because it's Kimberly. Even better, bro. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Talk about a match I do not want to watch. Oh, my God. Backstage, we see Sid and uh, Piper talking. And there's guys there's in the back. There's a conversation. Uh, Sid says, Jesus. you know, hey, like, you know, Piper's leaving. And he's, Sid looks down like, bye, kid. It's like, what? Um, we have a uh, Piper says that... Uh, he looks at the guys and goes, guys, you're the greatest wrestlers, athletes, uh, that they're, um, you guys are the greatest athletes, and you shouldn't be listening to these clowns, the writers. Did you write down who was back there, Joe? 
I tried to see. Uh, I couldn't it, tell it who, was, who it was. It was PG thirteen. Already up. Filthy animals. Well, kid was there. I can just imagine the party and I, that and I wanna, those guys. And I want to say like two other. I can't think, but it's like the most of it was PG thirteen and all and all four members of the Filthy Animals. But then Piper goes. Don't go up, to that party. And Piper's like, "Hey, do you know, do you guys know how you guys become main eventers? Don't listen to those writers." Um, how can you become one? Don't listen to them. Piper goes off and he says, you know, <coughs> Piper's on all his family stuff now. He's like, when I was wrestling, breaking my back into this business, I missed my first two kids walking. Now I have my son here. You know, I'm going to be able to watch him have his first steps. Even though he's like six. You know what I mean? Like, it's a slow learner. <laughs> Piper tells them that they should stand up and start a union against the writers. And the powers that be. Yeah, Piper, you should do that. That would have been a good idea for you to spearhead when you were on top. Somewhere McMahon's asshole quivered up. Jesus. That's fine, Stephanie. Someone said the U word. Umaga. (laughs) But boys, guess where we're at? Still in Baltimore. Yeah, but it's in the main event. Oh, is Already? it? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I have to say, I'm, I just wrote yawn after that promo. I was like, fucking Christ. I have to say, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, am I forgetting something? No. But no, we're at the main event. You got it all. Bret Hart versus Goldberg for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Beginning the match with a squash match for Goldberg, because, you know, probably Bret's dizzy. Bret doesn't know where he is. We get a ref bump. Goldberg accidentally hits him with an elbow. Brett hits a low blow, then Brett puts on the figure four, because that's what he's known for. And then Scott Hall and Kevin Nash come out with baseball bats. Brett begins to protect himself, but then the outsiders attack Goldberg with the bat. Then Nash gives Brett a bat, and he gets a couple chair shots in. Piper then comes out and covers Goldberg like he's his, uh, like he's his son. And uh, then Jarrett runs down. With a bag and gu- guitar. As this is all happening, the ref raises Brett's arm like he won the t- match. Jarrett grabs Piper and blasts him with the guitar. Then they spray paint him. Jarrett sprays NWO on the back in silver spray paint. The NWO music hits, and then it stops for some reason. And then Nash says, the band's back together. Uh, Brett wanted to be anywhere else at the end of that. Like, he was like, Nash put his arm around and Brett was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to smile here. Eh. See? Jesus, man. I liked it. I'll tell you why I like it. One, if you're you're just, if you're mentally bankrupt and you got nowhere to go, let's go back to the one thing that did make money for the company before. It's not going to work. Yeah. But it's better than doing the Montreal screw job. You know what I mean? Not fucking wrong. <laughs> so might as well just go back to that then, okay? It's proven to have worked once. Wait a minute, Corey. Now that sound that logic sounds familiar from another company that had Austin and McMahon. Hmm. And they just keep going back to it. It's right. Okay, like, it, okay, it'll it come shouldn't to me. do it. It'll come to me. <sighs> now there's parts about this I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. One, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Didn't. I was just about to ask you. Didn't for 1999, Corey. Nobody saw it coming. It's one thing Russo actually did well. And if you've watched Thunder, mm-hmm. Brett explains it all at the beginning. Yep. They show piece by piece. 
and it's so easy to see. You know what? Rem- so uh, we'll jump ahead for a second, but yeah. we'll recover on Thunder. It reminded me when you pointed out all of the stuff they did before the Finger Book of Doom. Mm-hmm. When you went back, like to July, or whatever the fuck it was, it was just tiny pieces yep. sprinkled in. So when that happened, you were like, "I'm totally fucking fine with it." Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. It's because I was confused as of the Monday, but watching Thunder, as soon as Brett had that promo, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Every little single thing made sense, and re- and you could see it. It was ob- Bret Hart happens to just always be the one easily tied up on the cha- cage while everyone else gets their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Goldberg about to win the match, but that phantom shot to the knee with the belt and Bret just couldn't kick out of the pin. Everything was built towards this. I liked it. I, uh, I have a stat I want to point out to you guys real quick. Goldberg has four losses. Bret Hart has three of the wins. <laughs> That's one way they didn't fuck him. <laughs> He'd been going over three times. So 1999, we did not know, see this coming. No. And Ooh. so before we're not going to talk anymore about future. Right now, at the end of Nitro, NWO knew Outsiders Hall Nash, Jeff Jarrett, and Bret Hart. Thoughts? I like it. Because it's, even without the promo Thursday... Just by looking at this, you can tell this is a different New World Order. This yeah. is not Hogan, Hall, and Nash trying to take over the company. This is Hart, Hall, and Nash trying to have all the power. It's a different It's a different feel. They're not trying to take it over. They're not trying to run out of business. What they're doing, basically, this is the NWO with the four horsemen mentality. We're a group of individuals. We want all the gold and all the power. That's what we want. We're going to take it. It honestly, and it's not a bad way to go, it feels like he just combined the NWO with DX. They just want all of the power. And I, and you know what? And I, I applaud them for also going a different color to show that That's this a good is idea. a different NWO. That's a good idea to not be white. This is not black and white or black and red. This is not anything those things stood for. This is something completely different. And I did have the silver and black. No, did, did you? you? I did. Nice. I did. All right. It had to says the band is back together. You're one of the back. seven. All right. That's not very nice. It was popular for a little while. A little while. Unfortunately, a little, well, short little while. Well, a little while is all it got. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> so we have the NWO back. Can I, without giving anything away, remember how snake bitten NWO Wolfpack Elite was? Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing compared to the Silver and Black. Checks out. Let's go to Monday Night Raw. Still on December 20th. Houston, Texas. For this one. Um, we go straight to backstage with Triple H and Stephanie as they're in the Holly Spirit. Their locker room is covered. Said in, they were in the Holly Spirit. They're they're, they're pretty hard. Allegedly, they beating up Crash. Uh, there's Christmas. <laughs> there's a Christmas tree, lights, presents everywhere. The posse's back there, dressed up as butlers. You know, what I can think of when I saw this, and this is such a tiny detail, but some person on production has to decorate that fucking tree every time they go to TV. Yep. Oh, God, what a, I hate decorating trees to begin with. They're a pain in the ass. Fuck that shit. So you didn't like uh, you didn't like the little touch of uh, the posse sitting back there? You know, uh, Skull, Eight, Ball, and Virgil? You didn't like that? <laughs> I didn't see it, but you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't see it that way of... Uh, oh, you got it to me. I was like, yeah, they're just fucking with them right back, <laughs> yep. dude. And sorry, Vince uh, Russo, they're wittier than you are. I don't know what to tell you. That's you're gonna lose this battle. 
Yeah. <laughs> Color me shocked. Um, uh, they say that no one, no one's here's the Christmas spirit. Maybe they, they just keep on, uh, they just want to give and give. Uh, commentary team, guys, is JR and Michael Hayes. Say what? Lawler's at the Man in the Moon pre- uh, premiere. I have never seen that movie. I've heard it's really good. It is. It's a good movie. I saw it in the theaters. Uh, it was around this time uh, where I learned that the coffin thing was a work. Because, I mean, forever I thought it was a shoot. Do you... The truth is, this is around the time millions people of found people out. found out. Because yeah. it was the movie. Yeah. They have a scene where Lawler and him are going over it. And Jerry shot those. those I did the footage. He actually yep. shot the scenes, which was cool. It's like, damn. It took that long. It took that fucking long, dude. I feel bad for Kaufman. He got cancer and died in 84. Ah, he didn't die. Well, no rumor in Nurendo yeah, is he well, died in 84. Was it That's Tony? A, was his name Tony Clifton? Tony Clifton. Yeah. No, he died. I mean, because there's, no, there's no way he would have not been able to. The ultimate Kaufman thing would to do a comeback in 10 years. Like, I'm yeah. here. Just kidding. That would have been Kaufman to a T. Yeah. But. So, yeah, uh, I really want to actually see that movie. It's, good. it's worth your time. I really it's, should. So I like Carrie playing the and series. It was, a, it was a good Carrie performance. Uh, t- uh, Tess comes down with a face guard as he has a broken nose. DX breaking it on it's last week. A little dashing in that face guard there, Joe. A little dashing. DX breaking it every show. For Tess the last doesn't know who, 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 uh, who his opponent is tonight, and they announce uh, his opponents are the New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know. The attack is a nose. Then we see the Hardys, Edge, and Christian watching the match from back. Tesco gets some moves in, a powerbomb, all that. They take off his mask, and Edge, uh, not Edge, Billy Gunn hits a famous serve for the win. We go back to Stephanie and Triple H as Edge and Christian have entered, and the Hardys have entered their office. They said that they're they're tired of fighting each other. And um, Triple H's like, you know what? All right, fine. You know what the match is going to be? We're sorry that it'd be one-on-one. So here's what it's going to be. It's going to be Edge and Matt Hardy versus Christian and Jeff Hardy. Man. Edge and Matt Hardy in the team, huh? Hmm, that's... All right. We come back from commercial, Ooh, and there's uh, there's Kurt Angle in the office. Stephanie's being a little flirtatious <laughs> with him. Triple H doesn't like what he sees, so he says, Kurt, you need to step your game up. So uh, Triple H makes a match between him and Viscera tonight. I love the inter- interplay between Steph and Kurt and Triple H. It's really fucking good. It's so funny. Triple H asks why, and you know, Triple H is like, why do you want to... Like, he mocks her in the funny way. And uh, the posse tries to say why, and they hey, shut up back there. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so Triple H hates Shane, for real. Yeah. Uh, apparently likes the posse, though, which is weird. Yeah. It's awkward. Eh, it's awkward. But... <laughs> Our next match, boys, Matt Hardy and Edge versus Jeff Hardy and Christian. I wish they put the two best guys on the same team. Yeah. Christian does a springboard crossbody on the edge to the outside. Jeff does the swanton over the top rope and hits Matt with it. Edge and Matt do a tandem modified slam. Christian accidentally hits Jeff. Edge and Matt hit a double team move. Matt with the slam and Edge with the du- uh, elbow drop from the second rope. Matt covers Christian, but Edge breaks. Uh, Jeff Hardy breaks up with a swanton. Uh, all hell breaks loose. Everyone's doing their finishers on each other. Edge goes for a springboard, but catches himself on the turnbuckle. But Jeff drop kicks him to the outside. Christian hits an unprettier on Jeff. Um, oh, no, unprettier on Matt, and Jeff hits a 450 on Matt for the I win. I love that move so much. 
I like this match. It was fun. This match was fun. Fun, man. Uh, you could tell that they, I mean, they're all, you know, good in their own way, but they're all such great tag wrestlers at this point in their career that you could literally put them with anybody and they would just meld. They would meld immediately. Like you could see that one of those teams being a full-time team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Christian and Jeff, dude. Oh, my God. Both teams are great, but God, Christian and Jeff, dude. I think we're better. Because you got Jeff Hardy still doing his stuff, but a better Matt Hardy doing the Matt Hardy yeah. stuff. No offense to Matt Hardy. No offense. Who's fucking really good, but Christian's better. No offense. That's all, oh, um, man. We go backstage with tri- Triple H and Stephanie. The posse bring in May and Moolah. <laughs> Triple H says since they've been in the family, they've known each other for many generations. Triple H jokes by giving many. her a present, by many. giving her a, bo- a booze bottle. Triple H makes a match between Triple uh, Triple H makes a match between May Young and the Moolah versus the Dudley Boys versus the Acolytes in a triple threat match. Well, all right. Moolah calls them a disgrace, and Triple H says that well, she's a disgrace to depends. <laughs> Triple H says that he can't wait to hear Jr. call this slobber knocker, and Stephanie's like, you know what? We should maybe go see one good old Jr. And I love the fact that they come back from commercial and JR's like, Yeah, we're back. Um, looks like the the McMahons are coming down and talk to me. Oh boy. Um My ass is probably fired. Yeah, my ass is probably fired. Um can I, can I take a second to point out what a breath of fresh air I find Michael Hayes to be on commentary? I was gonna say the exact opposite. I, I like him. annoying as fuck. I li- I'm so, like, even though he's one of my all-time favorites, we talked about it last week, I'm so keyed out on Lawler. Oh, I am, yeah. too. Yeah. That I just don't think this was any better. I, I, I kind of liked it. He, he, was, he was a dick to JR. He, I don't know, I, I liked him. Just like, like, the problem is they don't really have a, a second choice. Because they tried Kevin Kelly once, and that was bad. Because it's just two play-by-play guys. They don't really yeah, have another he, person in commentary to do color. They don't. They don't have anybody right now. It's just Lawler and Hayes. And, well, I guess you can... Shane. But uh, <laughs> the less of that, the better. Because no. uh, like, most of the wrestlers they put on there are not good. Because you know who would be the preferred is Jim Cornette, but he's back down in OVW now. Uh-huh. He's not even in New That would have been a good... Like, yeah. yeah, but... yeah. We find out that yeah. uh, in Entertainment Weekly that WWE is ranked fifth of entertainment for the year of 1999. Mm-hmm. Fits for that year. It's yeah, a big deal. Not yeah. lately. Can't uh, can't argue that they were hot. We go to the ring with Triple H and uh, Steph. They um they call Jr. and he thought hopefully they would forget about him, but Stephanie points him out, and he's like, "Oh, great! They're gonna go fire my ass in front of everyone." So the question why Jr. brags about Entertainment Weekly is bre- that he's bringing up Vince and The Rock instead of them two. That uh, you know. They're the most popular, most entertaining people in WWF right now. I didn't like this part. This part of it, yeah. I'm like, well, he didn't take the pictures. Like, I don't. What the fuck is he supposed to do? Um, Triple H then says, "You know, this this place lacks some decorations." Hey, Kevin Dunn, put up put up what we want. So the side titantrons that they have on each is now a photo of Stephanie on one side and Triple H on the other. It's awesome. <laughs> I love However, it. I love it. But it's it's to me that picture of Triple H. That's Shawn Michaels from like late 97 DX. Yeah. The the beard, the hat. I'm like, I mean, I know it's Triple H, but Jesus Christ, that's Shawn Michaels. Of course, I know it. 
Stephanie says that she feels bad for slapping him last week. So she says that she forgives him, and he didn't, and that he didn't mean to insult her. I forgive you. I forgive you. Slapping you. But she did say, you know, it felt pretty good to slap him. Triple H sneaks up from behind, gets on the ground, and she Stephanie shoves Jr. over Triple H, and then Jr. then Triple H grabs Jr. by the arm and goes, "You remember the last time I did this? I broke your arm." And you know who comes out? Mankind. Bum, bum, bum. And Mankind storms the ring instead of just waiting there trying to negotiate like last time because last time he negotiated and JR broke his, got his arm broken. Um, Mankind's like, you know what? I can't stand for this. He runs down. He's like, I can't stand for you picking on people anymore. You're picking on May, Moolah, JR. Mankind tells Triple H to pick on someone his own size. Uh, Mankind is already tired of this McMahon-Helmsley era. He says, you know what? It kind of sucks. I loved mm. Foley here. Yep. He was really good. Uh, Mankind doesn't like the fact that Stephanie has a Santa hat on because defra- she's deframing Santa. Mankind says that Santa uh, says ho, 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 and Stephanie's not the... Is it the ho he was talking about? <laughs> Woo! Triple H freaks out, and Mankind's like, yeah, yeah, take your jacket off. Let's fight. Come on. Come on, do it. Then Stephanie whispers sweet nothing in his ear. And uh, Mankind asks if she's holding him back. Triple H says no, but she gave me an idea. Mag- Triple H makes a match with Mankind for sticking his nose uh, in the match from on SmackDown between Big Show and Rock. Triple H is going to have a boiler match tonight. Mankind wants to know who. Triple H is like, I won't tell you. Um, Stephanie wishes Mick a Merry Christmas and then slaps him, but she did it good because she slapped him off the top of the head mm-hmm. where the mask is, so it makes a louder pop. Yep. I'm like, okay, that's good. Like, probably didn't feel nice to be slapped above the eye where the temple's at, but it made the noise that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Then let's go to our next match, as it's Kurt Angle versus Viscera. Angle tells the fans to follow the three eyes, and they will have a fantastic new year. Just a nice guy. We see Stephanie and Triple H. Uh, Stephanie doesn't look happy that this match is happening. Uh, Angle with a drop kick off the top rope. Uh, Angle distracts the ref, and Steve Blackman runs down, hits Viscera with a stick. Kurt Angle wins with the Olympic Slam, and then he celebrates like he just, you know, won the Olympics like normal. We cut backstage to Stephanie. She has a but confused, look, wow, look at that. Who would have thought Steve Blackman would come down and attack? <laughs> who, who who could have seen that coming? Who, yeah. Not and, me. Look at us. <laughs> who would have thought? And then, you know, Triple H's like, yeah, yeah, you know how. Yeah, like, he knows. He knows. And then we go to our next match, guys. It's a triple threat. May Young and Mula versus the Dudley Boys Jesus. versus the Acolytes. I got to be honest, okay? Can I just start? First of all. Yeah. Not only do we get the debut of the pictures on the side, yep. but we get a debut of the uh, the uh, missile sound with the Dudley's entrance. Yep. Oh, dude, I was like, oh, there it is. This episode, more than anything, uh, to me, was like the symbol of, oh, we're in 2000. We're here now. Because all those things were coming yep. together. I'm like, oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but I fucking popped... And loved it so much when they just get in the ring, the Dudleys, they and just punch the shit out of them. <laughs> the Dudley popped yeah. like crazy. Uh, you in the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Dudleys jump. Maybe move them before the act <laughs> come out. So, 
I can't remember. Did he not have a stutter when he was talking this promo? He didn't. He didn't. I think maybe just quietly like. Mm-hmm. We see Henry watching from back. Bradshaw and don't, act, try, don't hit my piece of ass. Bradshaw and uh, Farouk run down. Bradshaw hopes Bubba to allow uh, May and Mula to get some punches in. Bubba low blows Bradshaw <laughs> and then clotheslines both women. <laughs> Bradshaw leaves and checks on Mula. Bubba body slams May and Devon. They do the double team headbutt to the groin. That's hilarious, dude. Mark Henry runs down to beat up the Dudleys. Henry uh, checks on May as the acolytes have a confused look on their face of why is he checking on May? Why is he with her? I'm all about the Dudleys on this night. It was, it was so it was good. good. Little bit of bread job. I was like, what the fuck even, is happening? Even though this match was a, uh, you know, a throwaway type thing, I thought it was fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the acolytes being the baby faces that they are now checking on the women. Like, we're not hitting them, but the Dudley's not giving a fuck. Like, just yep. full on attacking. Love Punch it. right in the face. God damn it. <laughs> we see uh, backstage Stephanie had... Uh, Triple H has Stephanie open a present and it's uh, Mankind's opponent and it's Santa. Then we go to Cole and Foley. Foley loves Santa. He doesn't know what he will have to do to Santa. Uh, he doesn't know how to be a tough guy against Santa. The <laughs> posse doesn't show up and beat up, uh, attack him until they throw him in the boiler room. Okay, hold on, hold hey, on, hold hey, on, hold okay. on, hold on. How do you know it was the posse? <laughs> no, it was them. No, they, no, they came, they, they were in Butler Alpha. I get the next part because this may be my favorite quote of the year. Oh, did I just get my ass kicked by the Mean Street Posse? That's embarrassing. Did, did the Posse just beat my ass? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Quote of the year. Man, mankind, <laughs> Man, mankind finds Santa in the, uh, the boiler room. And um, he's like, uh, that, you know, that, uh, he finds Santa and doesn't want to kick his ass. So Mankind says, like, here, turn his back and let Santa leave. And tell Mrs. Claus that you beat Mr. Uh, you beat mankind. Yeah. Then three other Santas come out of nowhere and jump fully and beat him up. They put a trash can over him and they hit him with a frying pan. Uh, fully then beats up the three and then starts to walk away. And then there's two more Santas and they beat him up. However, these Santas look f- pretty familiar as it's the outlaws. They back body drop him through a table. Foley grabs a photo frame. Looks like he's going to smash it over uh, Billy. But another Santa comes out of nowhere and hits him with a toy bag. Pretty stiff shot. Then the other Santa tells him to suck it. Suck it up. And then leaves. And then the ref rings the bell. So (laughs) the fifth Santa wins the match. I love this entire segment. I know I shouldn't. I I thought it was great. (laughs) It shows why Foley is so goddamn great. I just love that I got to write on my thing that Santa defeated Mankind in a boiler room match. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Forever that'll be in record books. We see uh, Stephanie and Triple <laughs> the H as they're rewatching. They're watching them beat Mankind. Al walks in and asks if he can have a Brahma Bowl match. And Triple H like, hey, first, you never come in here un- unannounced. <laughs> 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 and demand a match. But you know what? You can have that match. Like, I know he was like, how are you to demand a match? Oh, you can have the match. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, then Matt, uh, he starts talking to himself. And uh, Triple H's like, hey, go talk to yourself outside. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's like calmly peeling off the red pants too as he's talking yeah. else though. It's so good. He's like, he's just, he's just describing what he's going to do. Hey, get out. Go, go. Get out of here. 
Our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship as it's the Godfather versus Chris Jericho. Jericho's in his Van Halen gear. Thank you. Nice catch. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people don't have any taste. That's it's the same right. as Journey. Who the fuck? We, uh, no, those are very different bands. But, uh, I mean, to a, to a music racist like you. Uh, Godfather, Godfather uh-huh. hit, he hits a back body drop on the outside. China comes down. The match goes for a bit until the hoes get on the apron to distract the ref. Godfather's going to do the hoe train. But China rolls in, low blows, Godfather, and Jericho makes the cover for the win. I can't wait for choo-choo sounds. <laughs> that's that's wrong some, era, brother. Wrong era, dude. <laughs> uh, we got a Triple H and Stephanie. Triple H still doesn't know what China's doing. And then BB and Terry enter. It's more like China doesn't know what Triple H is doing. Well, no, yeah. She knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, it, doesn't come out, it hadn't come out quite yet. Um, BB <laughs> BB and Terry enter the uh, room God as they it. announce that uh, they're yeah. part of a tag match uh-huh. as it's a over-the-top top rope match. As topless. Topless, sorry. Remember I said there's a very uncomfortable part of Raw? Yep. Here we are. Here as it it's going to be Val Venus representing BB and Hardcore Holly being represented, uh, Terry being represented by Hardcore Holly. Each man will have to throw each other off over-the-top rope. Whoever's man gets thrown over, the woman has to take a piece of clothing off until they're topless. Yep. The incentive for both men is they get a uh, Intercontinental Championship match on SmackDown. So, speaking What's of... What's the incentive for the women? Them yes. being topless. Our, our next match, it's a uh, hardcore, hardcore Holly versus Valvius. Triple H comes out and says, let's the games begin. Both men follow the top rope. Both men have to take their dress off. Val loses, so BB has to uh, take her top off. She does, but Triple H blocks it. And oh my God, woohoo! You guys would not believe this. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Then we get a recap of SmackDown. Al and uh, boy, I thought you guys would have more uh, fire for that than. You I completely no sold it. I won't, like, cool. I won't lie. I was gonna. I, I thought. <laughs> I. I think I fast forward through this. It's terrible, man. I, I, I only watched the the aftermath of Triple H doing the Wowie Wow. I just kept thinking, that's not making Ecock. Mm, no, I mean, Raw's gonna be really short. <laughs> A lot of stuff is gonna be really short. <laughs> um, our next match, guys, is Al Snow versus The Rock in a Brahma Bull uh, rope match. Al, com- Al comes out with a uh, new theme song. I like it. Uh, they go for a bit. Snow gets out of the rope, and um, we get a ref bump as The Rock gets the chair. Then the Outlaws come down and fight with The Rock. Rock fights them off. Rock goes for a people's elbow on Al, but Road Dog hits The Rock with a chair. Al covers The Rock, but Tim Wright does the Earl. So slow count, so the Rock can kick out. Rock Rock bombs Road Dog, but Gun hits a Famouser on the Rock to let Al Snow win the match. Too much Gaga in this match. There was just so much happening. Radio Gaga, exactly. We good go, band, unlike Van Halen. We go backstage with Stephanie and Triple H uh, as the posse's uh, celebrating on the couch, and they tell them, yell at them, get off. And he goes, you know what, for your Christmas bonus, you guys are getting another match tonight. And it will be against the uh, uh, Acolytes again. And if you guys don't... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, they think it's the Acolytes. 
But they go, it's any two members of Too Cool. But if you don't take on this match, you will be facing the Acolytes for the rest of the year, for the brand new year. Then we come back and we see Tori yelling at them. Triple H is like, fine, fine. To make up for what we've done, Kane will be taking on the Big Show. However, if Kane loses, Tori has to spend the holidays with X-Pac. So, our next match, it's it's going to be the Mean Street Posse picking two members of Too Cool. However, they announce that it's a six-man tag (laughs) to their unbeknownst. And it's a squash match. Two cool dances after the match. They win. Um, backstage, then we see Triple H saying, this next match we have loaded with tons of mistakes. As our next match for the WWF Championship, Kane versus The Big Show. Triple H and Stephanie come out and watch the match on their Lazy Boy. They fight for a while. Big Show attacks Kane with a chair. Big Show uh, hits him with a chair. Uh, match is over. They get on Mike. Nope, this match is now a no-DQ match. Both men fight on the outside. They get counted out. Nope. Uh, it's a no count out match. Uh, make it falls count anywhere. Kane backdrops Big Show over the guardrail. Frightening. With that coming at you, Corey? No. And then he hits a clothesline <laughs> off it. Nope. The outlaws come down to strike Kane. Big Show then power bombs Kane through the announce table for the win. The outlaws pick up Tori and Steal her to the top of the stage as Triple H and Stephanie wish everyone a Merry Raw Christmas. <sighs> what do you guys think of Raw? I mean, it was better, it was than, better Nitro. than Nitro. But, I mean... Really petered out at the end there. Yeah, like, it started off really strong up through... I would say over halfway through. To me, it kind of fell apart at the... The Al Snow Rock. Al Snow part. Rock and yeah. then the topless stuff. Yeah, yeah. And from there, never recovered. But still better than Nitro. Yeah, I agree. Better than Nitro. So we all agree on that one. What do you, th- what do you think the ratings did? Not good for Nitro, would be my guess. And very good for uh, Raw. So, Nitro coming off Starcade. So last week, WCW got 2.8 going into Starcade. Raw, WDF got 6.1. This week, WCW, guys, it went up. 2.8. 2.8. 3.2. There was interest coming off of Starcade. Raw went down to a 5.8. So there's that um, yeah. common thing of... So yeah, one goes up, one goes down, yeah. and roughly the same at this point. Yep. So same people just bouncing back and for forth. For WCW, we have the uh, the new NWO for Monday Night Raw. It's the McMahon-Helms era still. Mr. Ula. <laughs> so boys, let's go to our... Favorite part of the show. Yeah, the awards. Let's, let's awards them up. Okay, let's start off with best match. To me, it's uh, Jeff Hardy and Christian against Edge and Matt Hardy. Yep. I uh, 100% agree. it be. Heard that. Uh, worst match. Jabroni match of the week. Oh, sorry. The Jabroni match of the Um, week. And I can't believe I'm the one making this designation because I'm the most unmoral of all of us here. But I'm going to go with that topless fiasco because it was just creepy. Uh, I'm with you. I fast forward through it. Mine is not that. That's what I'm actually looking. I'm kidding. Uh, Medusa versus Buzzkill. That would have been my, if if the topless thing had to happen. If there was no topless thing, yeah. 
Who is your MVP? Mankind. F- fully. I mean, I just phenomenal. Did I just get my ass kicked by the posse? That's embarrassing. It, yeah, it's fully. Um, you know what? I could you could have given it to like Triple H for the comedy wise. Triple H yeah. was good. Stephanie, Stephanie was good. good. Yeah. Um, any, any of those three? Yeah, no one on Nitro really no, got it, really. And, and I thought Rock was bad tonight. Rock was bad. Yeah, Mankind for sure, though. Probably because he's like, I'm working to snow again, so fuck it. I don't care. Um, yeah, who is your motive? Roddy Piper. Oh, my God, dude. Yep, Piper. Agreed. Fuck. His diatribes that you want to put you to sleep. He sucks, dude. Um, Ironically, I'm going to go home tonight. And you know, I've got that gimmick where I watch weekly stuff from 86. Yep. And I'm going to go watch Championship Wrestling, which will have a Piper's Pit from right before WrestleMania 2. And it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to remind me of what this son of a bitch was capable of. <sighs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, WTF, guys. I'll go first. Yep. It's a step in the wrong direction. But if you're going to go down swinging on old ideas, bring back the one I love the most. I'm fine with the NWL coming back for what it is. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to help things. But I am interested. I was always interested. Because, you know, when it was around the first time, you all logically think everything's going to fall apart, right? Yeah. So you logically thought you were going to see an NWO with the Outsiders mm-hmm. against Hogan. Yeah. We might get it. Mine is uh, pretty related to Corey's, although a little more harsh. Mine is uh, NWO Light. Yeah, that's what was missing in Nitro. That's that's what'll turn it around. It ain't gonna work. It's not, but that's 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 most of Um, it's the best idea you know, they I, have. I'm, I'm gonna work, go with you guys. It's NWO just because of the fact of didn't see that coming for the last I'd rather, two weeks of Nitro. I would rather see this 99. NWO though than the DX on Raw. No, for sure. Uh. Do you like the four they picked? Do you think it should be anybody else on the roster? No, I think they actually did a good job with these four. Um, Hall and Nash, you have to have for the credibility. Yeah. Because it's NWO. You need a workhorse. So Jarrett. So Jarrett fits perfectly. Plus, he's been with the Outsiders. He's got a history. And you need the world title leader. It ain't going to be Goldberg. Hmm. Not Hogan again. Bret Hart makes sense because this NWO is all about respect and power and championships, not taking over and being anarchists and... Mm-hmm. So, in, ironically, I think they picked the four right guys. Yeah, I didn't have a better option. I was just curious if you yeah. guys, how you feel about that. I like the four. Yeah, I think it's a good foursome. And plus, and you know what? If Even if you're going meta back to old NWO, what do these four have in common? WWF guys. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, my, my, my uh, WTF is also the... Joining of the the reuniting of a new NWO. I think in 2000, Bret Hart over Hulk Hogan. And... Russo did too. <laughs> and I think in 2000... And Jarrett's better than the Giant. Jarrett over Giant or Six. Or... Yeah. Hell, even Savage by the time I he mean, was in the NWO. The Outsiders are a wash, but I mean, there's not other... Yeah. No one else makes sense, so... So I'd say they did a good job as any. So... This brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories as we are going to the midweek and see the continuation. Let's see what the NWO has in store. SmackDown's going to be SmackDown. 
And uh, <laughs> if you like Raw, you'll like SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown's gonna SmackDown. Yes. If you like Raw, you like SmackDown. If you didn't like Raw, you're not gonna like SmackDown. That seems yeah. to be a, <laughs> right. that seems to be how it goes these yeah. days. <laughs> so uh, you can listen to all of our podcasts at NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. You can also find all of us on social medias, and like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.